when you set that goal, you change how you behave and you、mm. change what your life structure looks like.、Mm. If I set my overall goal to be a good follower of Christ,、mm-hmm. that's impacted how I've made relationships with people. Sure.、Yes. And, and that takes the pressure off of them to make me happy. My spouse, our main goals aren't、mm. to have like a great marriage、mm-hmm. or to make sure I'm always happy. Right. I don't ever have to go like,、oh, you know, Bree's really let me down. Like, she、yeah. will. I will let her down, but never in the expectation of I'm unhappy today. Yeah. Boy, you, you really whiffed on this one. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast, where three friends discuss their least favorite things about each other in excruciatingly painful detail. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's too real. Even we have limits. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Thanks for joining us for episode 84 of the Really Real Podcast. We are back, a show of three friends where we sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. So, here's what we've got on tap for today's show. First up, need a refill. Isaac is talking about introducing movies to people. Yes. And how that's something that you've been enjoying lately. Yes. I had a private screening at my home of Jurassic Park. Nice. Oh. With my 17 year old sister. And <laughs> it was an incredible experience to like watch. Like the original <gasps> Jurassic Park? The original Jurassic Park. Oh, Had she never、fun. seen it before? No. Wow. wow. She had seen none of them. That、okay. would be an experience to introduce somebody to. <laughs> it was incredible to watch the Zoomer generation take in Jeff Goldblum and all of his glory. And I was like, this is. I'm、best. even more excited for this segment than I was before. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to hearing about this.、Oh, Then、awesome. on Really Real Robots, Real FM Bot is back. And I was thinking, guys, automation, that's all the rage in business.、Mm-hmm. And I'm not much of a business man. <laughs> And myself, business, business. but I've been thinking, how can we apply business to real <laughs> FM? I love it. And one of the ways that we could potentially save money on real FM is to replace all of us with robots. That's sure true. Automate it exactly、yeah. right. That's what they're doing on the assembly lines. Right, they're taking away people's jobs. So、yeah. why not take away our jobs? <laughs> okay, spoken like a true capitalist innovator. <laughs> I told you, business. Wonderful. <laughs> so this week on the show, we're Going to attempt to replace Kara on the air <laughs> with Real FM Bot. Cool, Bye, Kara. Cool, cool. We've trained、Bye. Real FM Bot on a bunch of Kara on Real FM, and we're going to do an <laughs> air check, which, if you're not familiar with radio terminology, basically what we're going to do is we're going to listen to Real FM Bot's attempts、mm. to take over Kara's job <laughs>、nice. and do her job on the air on Real FM Radio. Right. So that's coming up a little later in the show.、Mm-hmm. Then in I Need a Hero, Kara is talking about Mr. Fritz, the radio <laughs> professor. Yeah. Which sounds like a Like a children's book, right? For sure. He sounds like a made-up character, and、yeah. like in real life, he's kind of like that. Like、okay. he's like a cartoon character. <laughs> that's amazing. He's so great. Somebody that's made a big impact on Kara's life. Yes, so we're going to hear about that story,、mm. and then in quote me on that, we're going to Albert Einstein this、Ooh. week, but. We're not talking about、e、equals mc squared or any of his sciency stuff because that's all way over our heads. Instead, <laughs> we're going to focus on this quote: "If you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or objects." Ooh, kind of an interesting、huh. quote. And I'm excited about talking about this one in particular because I was looking over our show notes for today just briefly, and it looked like we actually have some varying opinions on really? this one.、Okay. I saw some notes that said like. I'm all aboard this one. Some that said like, "Eh, not so sure on this one." Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to kind of stir all of those different opinions up together. Yeah. And see what we come out with. An opinion gumbo. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that gumbo a little later on in the show. First, what's everybody drinking today, Isaac? Let's start with you. All right. So I'm bringing back my classic summer beverage, my swamp water. This is an iced matcha latte. Oh. With oat milk and a pump of vanilla. Wow. And if you want to get really weird with it. Make something what my barista called this. I'll never forget. She said it looks like trash water. You know, like <laughs> water from the trash.、And、I said,、oh, okay. So matcha is like a green, very、thick. slimy looking substance in、yeah. a drink, right?、Mm-hmm. It's thick. If you do a dirty matcha latte, you put a、oh、double shot、gosh. of espresso in it. It turns it like this brown green color. It really does look like trash. Looks、water. like trash water. <laughs> okay, and it is so good, and it gives you like an energy spike that is sustained through the day that、Ooh. you really don't crash from. Wow! And it's kind of been my secret sauce as the days are getting longer and there's more sunshine outside,、okay. and I'm wanting to be awake longer. Okay. Um, iced matcha lattes, man. And if you want to go 
really trash water, you can yeah. put a double shot of espresso in there. Wow. So five out of five on effectiveness, maybe more like one out of five on appearance. Presentation and appearance. <laughs> I, I'm not going to joke with you. It looks disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, but that I is, think it's really good. This is like okay. the most extra drink I have ever heard of. Yeah. Iced, I get bougie. Yeah. Iced oat milk, matcha with espresso with a pump and vanilla. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a quite a drink. Now, see, my drink for today is a decaf raspberry mocha. Ooh. And this is because when I go to coffee shops and they say, what would you like to drink? I panic uh-huh. and I go, <laughs> yeah. I don't know drink <laughs> names. <laughs> I don't know what coffee drink? thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned this one nice. about 10 years ago Very good. and I've ordered the same thing ever since That's nice. smart. because yeah. I go, I decaf raspberry mocha. That's a, that That's is, a drink. That is real coffee that drink, is, right? That yeah. is coffee. They're like, yes, we understand what that means. You can stop sweating now. That computes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you your drink. We Why don't you go you. sit down? Yeah. <laughs> You're sweating a lot, sir. <laughs> Because this is like all I understand. I am drinking some good old drip coffee made by our very own barista, Isaac, Woo-hoo. with some cinnamon dulce creamer. Because Isaac said he made the coffee extra strong today. But I made let's, it so strong. I'm let's so be sorry. honest. No, it's okay. Even if the coffee is weak, let's be honest, I'm going to dump all the cream and sugar in it. So <laughs> it's totally good. But I'm really glad you made some drip coffee because I got out of my house early today and didn't get my juice. Yeah. So I'm grateful for your strong drip coffee. How did Isaac's <laughs> strong coffee stack up? It was good. I was in need of strongness this morning. (laughs) Kara specifically and like one other person in our office, when I've made the coffee in the morning, generally it's not a job I expect to be thanked for, but it is kind of a thankless job. Yeah. Kara will always be like, Isaac, thank you for making coffee. And it always gasses me up. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And I like pressed a button. It's not a big deal, but it feels really good. No, it's a big deal when you forgot your own coffee. (laughs) Sounds like you gassed each other up this morning. Isaac with the coffee and Kara with the gratitude. Whenever you make the coffee, this is so random i always think of the scene from the born identity of all movies <laughs> this is so random oh, it really gets you going one- <laughs> i'm jason born there's, there's this one scene like it's in the middle of everything and he goes bless you for making coffee I love it. And it's nothing to do with Jason Bourne. Okay. It's just like oh, okay. somebody made yeah. coffee that morning and he's really tired. <laughs> I'm going to pretend Jason made it but, so I can yeah, be there Jason. There you go. You can scenario. be Jason I, I was thinking Kara was Jason like after drinking <laughs> oh, the coffee. I like, like she, that better. She drinks the really strong coffee and all of a sudden and she's like, into I gotta go like, assassinate some fools. <laughs> yeah. like, right. Okay. I like that better. Super gassed up. From now that's, on, that's how it is. If you're both gassed up, maybe you can go do it together. I don't know. Tag team. One of the sequels or something. Sounds good. All right. Let's talk about what's on repeat this week. Isaac, what are you listening to? Raise your hand if you're surprised that this is my pick this week. Uh, no uh, one is raising their hands. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Sunday by Ben Rector and Snoop. You got me feeling like Sunday. So it's getting warmer outside, and this song is exactly what spring is feeling like oh, for yeah. me. It comes in with some keys. It reminds mm-hmm. me of a Chance the Rapper song yeah. almost yeah. a little bit. Ben Rector, anything he does is great. Oh, right. Snoop coming in out of left field. I would not have expected this. <laughs> yeah. It's so good, though. But Snoop rapping about Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> you're so good. You got me thinking Chick-fil-A's open. Yeah. It's- that's amazing so, so i was just tickled to death when we added i feel this. like this yeah. is what the chick-fil-a hip-hop mashup song should be after hearing like kanye west mm-hmm. version closed down like a couple years ago yeah, yeah. like this oh. one has the chick-fil-a energy though yeah. that yes. like you would expect yeah kind of from true. a song it has a my pleasure Chick-fil-A. energy about right yeah, yeah <laughs> like sure. if anyone was gonna write a chick-fil-a song it should have been rector was the guy right? i was yeah and then bring in snoop yeah. dog with it and yeah. it's just like of course i was waiting on my curbside order at chick-fil-a nice. the other day listening to this song <laughs> And I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> what a good time this Alone is. in my car, just <laughs> smiling. It's a good day. I look like a psycho right now. I'm so happy. My on repeat this week is More Than Halfway by Local Sound. Along with Sunday, this is another one of our brand new songs on Real FM, one of our fresh finds. Local Sound, we've played a number of tracks from Local Sound on Real FM, but this is their first single in a couple years. Mm-hmm. They were actually signed by a label. They've added a couple members, so they kind of have like reinvented themselves a little yeah. bit yeah. over the last year or so, and now they're ready to start releasing some new music. I actually really like this song because it's kind of got a churchy worship vibe to it, but at the same time, it's a really bright, groovy pop song mm-hmm. and i'm a sucker i've told, said it before like i'm a sucker for a good pop song yeah. yeah but there's this misconception i feel like in pop music that pop music always has to sound samey 
Right. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like the best pop music in the same way that any music does has its own unique approach hmm. to the genre and to right. the style. And I feel like this song absolutely has that. Like it's this worshipy, groovy pop song, yeah. but it has its own very unique style to it. Hmm. And I really like the lyrical content as well. The song is basically about the story of the prodigal son from Luke 15, wandering far from God and trying to find a way back home. That's what the title of the song is about more than halfway. This idea that God meets us more than halfway. He comes more than halfway yeah. to bring us back home. Mm -hmm. And the line that really stands out to me is something that they lifted directly from scripture from Luke 15. It's from a long way off. God sees us from a long way off mm -hmm. and then comes more than halfway to pluck us out of whatever mess that we're in. Mm -hmm. I and I that. just love that visual picture, both in this song and from Luke 15. God's not waiting for us to figure all of our stuff out <laughs> and trudge all the way back to him and, and make this like kind of funeral dirge kind of walk ashamed, mm -hmm. like back to him and go like, yeah, we did it again. I'm so yeah. sorry. I messed up. Like, yes, repentance and a contrite heart is important to God, but he's not waiting for us to make that trudge all the way back up the walk. Like mm -hmm. he's coming right. out to meet us more than halfway. He spots us from a long way off. Yeah. And that's just a really comforting thing to me. Mm. Even when we're a long way off, God has eyes on us. I love that. And yeah. so I love that reassurance in the song. And I love the way it's delivered yeah. in the package of like a groovy, really bright, fun pop song that to Isaac's point about spring, like yeah. just feels really appropriate for like this time of year with the sun coming out. And it's a celebrating kind of approach to that sure. story, mm. right? Like God yeah. sees us from a long way off and that's really good news. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And it sounds like good news in this song. That's a good point. And I appreciate that. I love that. My on repeat this week is Sansa with In My Head. Pretty much all of my songs seems to fall into this category of I'm stuck in my head. I'm overthinking. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. So here we are again. But this is a good one. Just listening to the lyrics and I don't have the lyrics right in front of me, but I just so identify with them because it's like him talking to himself at 1 a.m. in the middle of the night saying, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. Mm. You're not enough that you're not enough that yeah. all of this stuff happening in your head. But him also talking to himself saying, OK, that's just in your head. That's not actually what's true. And then coming back around to the end and saying, I got nothing left to prove. Here's what's true. Basically, I'm loved. What he said about this song himself, it's the first song he wrote that started his own journey of processing the different areas of his own mental health on what he was dealing with. He says, whether that was comparison, jealousy, self-doubt, lust, fear, anxiety, or pride, I started learning how to lean on God outside of my own ways of thinking. Mm. Mental health is 100% real and will never remote pretending that it's not. So when you find yourself feeling alone and trapped within your own thoughts, find someone you love and talk about it and just know that God is right there with you walking through it. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Obviously, we all deal with self-doubt or inadequacy mm -hmm. and some of the things that he talks about in this song. But one of the lines in the song he says is something about I'm not hood enough yes, or something like I heard that. that yeah. and, and <laughs> I very much relate to the idea of like not feeling something enough, enough but, but I will admit that I've never <laughs> yeah. had the thought like I'm not hood enough. Yeah. And true. I guess that means I'm not a hip hop artist. Right. <laughs> can't relate. So I can't quite relate on that one. But That's overall fair. with the song, uh, yeah. I relate to this That's quite a, a bit. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Really Real Podcast is brought to you by Kara's Conversation Editing Service. Talking to humans in real life is hard. Do you ever wish you could make yourself sound smarter or just less awkward? Well, now you can. Kara is ready to bring her years of experience and her studio-grade audio equipment to you for the live recording and production of your daily interactions. Hey, can I get... Oh, sorry, one second. Hang on. Not quite set up yet. Okay. Okay, we're good. And go. Can I get a... um? Oh, what's that one with, with tons of chocolate, but also espresso? You'll come out sounding like a pro. Can I get a 16-ounce cafe mocha with oat milk, please? Job interview coming up? No problem. What are my weaknesses? Oh, man, I have, uh, like, a, a, a really bad dairy allergy. Kara's got you covered. What are my weaknesses? Right now, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on growing into a better communicator. Kara's conversation editing service, helping you be the best version of yourself. Book your free consultation today. Kara's conversation editing service is not responsible for loss of employment, loss of appetite, or loss of respect from strangers and acquaintances. Everyone you speak with henceforth must sign a release stating that anything they say can and will be changed in an attempt to make you look better. Need a refill? What we wish life would pour us a little more of. Another! 
Bree and I like to have movies just on at our house when we're hanging out together. We have one of those nights where we haven't really made plans. We throw a movie on and mm -hmm. we'll sometimes be on our switches or something or I'll be drawing. But a movie is on to kind of just be there yeah. and look up and talk about it. One night, my sister happened to come over and we were watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> and we were talking about it. And we said, oh, Jurassic Park's on. And she goes, oh, well, I hadn't seen that before. We both just oh. like record scratch. Like, wait, you've not seen Jurassic Park? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Big deal. <laughs> We've made it our mission now to watch all of the Jurassic Parks oh, with her. Nice. Okay. Honestly, I'm so glad that I'm seeing more of my teenage sister in my life right now because getting the commentary from a snarky, <laughs> sarcastic teenage girl... <laughs> It lines up perfectly with my own desire for drama uh -huh. and my own like pettiness and <laughs> nah. Like you have your own it fulfills yes. kind of interior teenage girl they somewhere inside. One hundred percent. Like and, and it's a louder voice in my inner dialogue. So to have it externalized in the form of my sister is beautiful. That's awesome. So the running commentary, I wish I'd been taking notes, but Jeff Goldblum is introduced pretty early on in the movie mm. in the helicopter flying into Jurassic Park. And he's talking about like chaos theory and, you know, like asymmetrical <laughs> numbers and like uh -huh. fiddle flattle, like yeah, yeah. going off. Caroline's initial impression, that guy's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, well, he's Jeff Goldblum. He's kind of supposed, supposed to be weird. It's like movie. his brand. That's right. thing. <laughs> uh, John Hammond, like with his little amber cane getting off the helicopter. That guy's weird too. Like, it just, just like everyone. It's like everybody's everybody's weird. weird. Everyone who's okay. remotely like quirky is weird. Um, I've learned that Laura Dern is adorable. Oh, the, the, the girl. Yes. Her shorts are great. Okay, ah. there you um, go. The guy that's the um, like Australian outback hunter guy. Yes. Caroline told me that his shorts look like the shorty shorts I wear during summer. Uh, <laughs> I took that as a compliment. It wasn't meant to be a compliment. I learned. <laughs> She's upset about the cows dying in the movie. Oh, uh, that's fair. The raptors. Yeah. yeah. But it's a beautiful experience to watch. <laughs> A movie with a teenage girl because the guy that's supposed to be the paleontologist that's supposed to be Laura Dern's yes. arm candy almost. Caroline thinks that he's like 60 years old. Oh, and the guy is supposed to be like not necessarily like the hunk in the movie, but yeah. he's a good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, is he supposed to be hot? <laughs> like I mean, oh, I mean i can't i don't know that's rough yeah i don't know it's sure let's pretend like he is yeah but i, I don't want to say it because it's weird yeah right like it's just and, and like dennis nidri the guy that's got like the messy workstation who like steals the stuff is yeah. apparently such a mood like such all of his trash around his computer it's a lot it is so, so much funny. fun oh my yeah gosh. it's so much fun to watch a movie with her i feel so. like this could totally be an ongoing podcast yes of like caroline's movie reviews oh. yes Oh, I would 100. love that. Or even like a podcast of its own, really. Yeah. I would really just love like, that. Yeah, like yeah. teenage movie reviews. Yeah. That because sounds amazing. It's beautiful because I don't care so much about her opinion that I stop being excited about the things that she thinks are That's like good, yeah. lame and weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to be like checked on everything where I'm like, yeah, this movie's as old as I am, 93. And those graphics for the dinosaurs looked pretty good yeah. for them. She's like, this looks like it was made on a Windows from... <laughs> 2000. And I was like, well, it was. <laughs> Except it, it, before then. Yeah, it's made on a floppy disk, okay? Like, I'm sorry it's not perfect looking. Sorry so, it's not up to your standards. It's going to be nice to contrast it with Jurassic uh, World and yes. like the Chris Pratt yeah. series. Okay, so. so I haven't seen those. Are those good? Do you They're guys, a hoot. Are you okay? Yeah, I love I, Chris I've Pratt. seen the first one of those, but I haven't yeah. seen. Okay, are yeah. there three now? There's the third two? one is coming out the third this one's year. Coming. Okay, yeah. so I just haven't seen the. I second feel like one. I need to catch up. There's cause... a beautiful scene in the new one, Jurassic World, the first in the yeah. sequel trilogy. By the way, this movie is product placement. Everything like yeah. there's a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville <laughs> on like the <laughs> island, and this is poignant because in one scene, pterodactyls are invading and like snatching tourists up, uh -huh. and you see this guy double fisting margaritas taking cover carefully not to spill his margaritas oh my god and it's the funniest thing i've ever seen <laughs> okay so we get to look forward to caroline's review of those oh, yes. yeah, are there any other amazing. movies that you want caroline to see now Ooh. like i'm thinking especially yeah. like 
classic movies. For sure. From your time. Like, um, you're like, okay, this this would be... I'm sure she's seen Star Wars growing up in your house. She has seen Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's seen, seen all the Star Wars movies. Back to the Future? I don't think she has. Ooh, Back to That's the Future would be a fun one. one. That would be a really good That's one. That's an important one. I want to yeah. go through, like, my brothers and I really like 80s action movies and stuff. Yes! So 80s and 90s action movies. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like uh, really confuse her. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, they yes. would. <laughs> yeah. So. Or, like, 80s buddy cop movies. Oh, yeah. We love to watch those. Oh, I would love to hear her thoughts on that. I think, like, Anything like Die Hard, Terminator. Yes. I want to get through those with her yeah. as soon as I can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. We're going to have to return to this for sure. Yes. Everything's weird. <laughs> really Real Robots, where we train AIs to do the stuff we don't want to. Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. Yep. Really Real Robots is back. We're training AI to do the stuff that we do not want to do. And we started out by having the AI take on our personal chores and errands which probably says something about us so that was our first idea <laughs> grateful for that by the way yeah. it's like how can we leverage this to uh -huh. do the things that we don't want to do yes so i'm taking a little bit more of a business-like approach to this now and mm -hmm. thinking about all right as we develop real fm there's a lot of businesses and corporations in our country that are eliminating people's jobs by replacing yes. them with automation assembly lines being replaced with robots or even at your local mcdonald's or fast yeah. food restaurant right like now you you can order on a screen instead of having to talk to an actual person. I love my oh. burger monolith. That exactly. I can talk to. <laughs> and this is actually kind of a thing in our industry, in the radio industry as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of these like larger corporations that own a bunch of radio stations. Uh -huh. And they're not quite, to my knowledge, to the point of like having AI take over for human beings. Right. But they are like having human beings do more and more. Right. Like I'm going to yeah. have this human being do a show on like a 100 different radio stations. Yes. Instead of having a 100 human beings doing radio right. shows on each radio station yeah and so it just feels like the next logical step for this process <laughs> is to actually replace the human beings entirely yes with an ai bot so thanks for that by the way yeah. <laughs> anson is wearing a black turtleneck <laughs> And has fully embraced his entrepreneurial spirit. What I'm trying to say is yeah. all of our jobs are in danger. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we're about to find out how much danger our okay. jobs are in. Okay. Because I replaced Kara on Real <laughs> FM with a robot. Okay. As we've done in the past, we trained Real FM bot on a number of hours of Kara on the air on Real FM. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to see, all right, we're going to do an air check, which is what we call it in the industry. When we kind of take a listen back to a person on the air and what they did for their radio show. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of critique it and evaluate it, kind of figure out like, all right, what did it do well? Or what mm -hmm. did it do poorly? So that's what we're going to do with Real FM bot today is we're going to do a little mini air check of Real FM bot attempting to be Kara yeah <laughs> on real fm yeah so i had real fm bot do two different bits on the radio the first one was kind of more of a like fun light-hearted break mm -hmm. and then the second one is a little bit more of a like deeper more serious like ah. more kind of spiritual oriented break because those are really like kara's bread those and butter like that's <laughs> yeah. what kara's like really good at right and obviously if we're going to replace kara like the you know we have to hold uh, the real fm bot to some standards yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> so we want to see if it meets those standards we gotta throw her on the street for a good thing right yeah. right, <laughs> right i'm just gonna replace her for anything yeah. kara is good at her job yeah, so yeah, real fm bot's know. gotta be good too if we're gonna replace her <laughs> so we're gonna start out with the for fun break here we're gonna take a listen all right, to uh, Real right. FM bot attempting to be Kara on the air, and then we can critique it and evaluate oh, it from ready. there. Here we Are go. we ready? I'm okay. ready. Real FM, that was good chlorine by DJ Jenna and Oso Sarsina. <laughs> I have been Kara, and I also have a boat. <laughs> There's no real reason why cats can't set world records. <laughs> That's why it's the largest cat the world has ever made. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I are not a boat, but we have been to one in real life. If there was a llama that was loose, oh. it would need to eat two chicken nuggets in under 20 minutes. Yes. I'm sorry, but apparently that is my dream job. I would need a nap after that, unless you don't think so. At least today is Happy National Soft Things Day, but I have to be honest, I forgot to celebrate anything. Next up is a song, by music. Next up is a song, by music. Nice. All right. So nice. what do you think, Kara? I, I think want to start it, with you. Yeah. How, how do you feel like that approximated well, your style I, on the radio? I think it kind of captured the essence of all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Silly breaks. It got the, you know, the llamas, the cats, the soft things. <laughs> 
<laughs> and me forgetting to celebrate anything. Yeah. Uh, there really my, was a little yeah, bit of everything. There was. Yeah. Uh, and then the napping, of course, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it definitely captured the essence, you know, some yeah. of the probably could use a little fine tuning and then <laughs> putting together of those. Yeah. Senses. It was a very soft touch. Yeah. It, was, it was very nice. Yeah. I welcomed it. I think I could hear that <laughs> on the road in my commute and just take it in and be like, <laughs> okay. did it just say that a llama needed to eat two nuggets in 20 minutes? Like, I'm uh-huh. sorry. Am I like having is a stroke? That, Listen. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kara is a boat or it's been to a boat, it's has never been a boat. A boat. Yeah, yeah Kara's like, not a boat, but has been to been, a boat which in is real life. Factual. <laughs> it, it hasn't lied to me so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nothing You're, it said was wrong right. per se. It yeah. is a song by just, music. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The nice thing is, you know, just from a programming perspective, like we could throw that in yeah. anywhere. Right. And it doesn't actually have to know what song's coming up. Yeah. There's a song by music Easily and it's always applicable. Very versatile. <laughs> really? So, yeah, maybe a little generic. Yeah. Maybe a little schizophrenic, too. But, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of jumping all over the place, but yeah. I do that, too, so. <laughs> Ultimately, it hit the talking point. So yeah, far, so. I think so, so far, this is a 10 for me. Okay. <laughs> Isaac's really liking this. All, all right, right, so we'll see if it holds up here on the, uh, the serious break. Real FM. That was Heat Up High by Andy Animals and Halvey and the Lion. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening on your Tuesday day. I am Kara, and everyone is Anson. Have you ever thought of Jesus? I have. Jesus is a fancy but helpful person. You have to be inspired by him. Sean and Iquist says that you have to stop running from soup to bread. You have to stop holding hands when you pray. We live in a world that values how much you can pack in your suitcase. That's all any of us can do. That's what we're here for. Remember that today, friend. Remember that you can be beautiful instead of wrong. God will laugh out loud if you sneak up on someone every once in a while. Do the hard work, and the broken pieces of your cat will love you desperately. Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't even know what to say. You can be beautiful instead of wrong. Instead of wrong. Dude, that is like... That's gonna carry me I through mean, the rest of this year. <laughs> I oh, that's that on a so t-shirt. Most inspiring words you ever heard. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> have you ever heard of Jesus? <laughs> I have. <laughs> He's a fancy but helpful man. Yeah. No lies detected again. Oh, Nailing gosh. it. Yeah. Bat in a thousand. Whew, okay. A fancy but helpful person. Jesus is. Yeah. yeah I can't even remember half of that. Uh, let's see. There was uh, Yeah. That, that definitely is. A strong line. That was a very strong boy. Broken pieces of your cat will love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will love you desperately. (laughs) Something about Shauna Nyquist. Oh yeah, Shauna Nyquist said, "Stop running from the soup to the bread." bread. Yeah, Yeah. feel that. I feel that. Yeah, these are things like you know, like a really good con person could give guru advice like this. Yeah, stop running from soup to bread. And And if you just hold that enough, people will be like, "That's so true." Yeah. There is something to that, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, should I be fearful for my job? Like in real life? Listen, I think at least a team show between Kara and Karabot. There there you go. I did like the uh, the intro, by the way, of like, I'm Kara and everyone is answering. Yes, that was cool. Yeah, that was was deep. (laughs) That's another one of those like, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I feel like there's something to it. It's profound. We accept our true answer (laughs) this world. Yeah. Yeah, my my overall conclusion is like, okay, I'm not sure, like there's a little bit of fine tuning still to do. Uh I'm not sure it's quite ready for prime time to like take over for Kara. But I did have the thought of like, Maybe we need to give Real FM by its own show, oh, like yes. in overnights, oh, like 100%. just on Real FM. There like, what go. if it, like Real FM bot was just on every night? That would be in awesome. the middle of the night, like on Real midnight FM. to five a.m. Exactly, prime. Like, so like if you want to tune <laughs> yeah. in to Real FM at two o'clock. Oh my gosh, you're we gonna should, get some random. Real, seriously, do that. I, I actually, like, yeah, like really I'm funny. actually not completely joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to try that. I'm, I'm thinking of like a, a out of just sleep deprived college student here. Right. Like, Stop running from, from soup, soup to, to bread. bread. Just, like, That's it. <laughs> I need a hero. hero. Celebrating people who save the day.
It's hero time. And mine today is actually a little bit different. A lot of times I'm telling you about someone I read about in the news or saw a cute thing Mm -hmm. on YouTube. But yesterday I was actually thinking about this segment and I was like, I got nothing. I have no heroes. Who's my hero? (laughs) And I was scrolling through Facebook and I came across a post from someone I used to be in community college with. So way, 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 way back when I just graduated from high school, Mm. I was in radio classes with him and he posted a picture of my old radio professor, Mr. Fritz. And he said he had lunch with him and was like, it's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jerry Fritz. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Fritz. I haven't thought about him in forever. <laughs> this guy, he's like a cartoon character. Yeah. Like, I come in little Kara straight out of homeschool, high school. Yes. Into this community college. No idea what I'm doing. Right. And they're like, here, go talk to your advisor. His name is Mr. Fritz. He's this quirky little man crazy hair fixed crazy it's like yes. elvis crazy this is like the perfect I, i'm just crafting like <laughs> yeah. the image in my head yeah. and it's, it's exactly real. what i feel like a mr fritz should it's look so like true. so like, yeah, please so continue fits his name <laughs> he's sitting behind his desk it's like at the end of this long hallway in this building like way at the end of campus i walk in he's sitting behind his desk I sit down, I hand him my papers. I feel like he has his feet up on his desk or something. And I'm all like nervous and (laughs) I hand him my stuff. And he's like, you come a long way, babe, all the way from Seminole, Florida. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm homeschooled. So my (laughs) diploma like came from Florida. He's like, oh, okay. All right. So that's how we start this conversation. He looks at my classes, whatever. He's like, puts the papers down. So what do you want to do with your life? (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. I was like, "Ah, I don't know. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I I like to write and take pictures. And so I wanted to be in this mass media degree, whatever. Sure. He's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Come with me. And he takes me into this little radio studio over in the corner. And he's like, so you're going to take this class where you're going to be on the radio. And I was like, wait, 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 I'm not interested in this. It's not a waste of my time. Oh, wow. <laughs> he just stops and looks at me and he goes, it won't hurt you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'll take the class, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's how it all started with this quirky little Mr. Fritz. I signed up for this radio class and then I get in the radio class. All of my team, my school fellow schoolmates, whatever they're called. <laughs> Classmates. There Classmates. you go. I was like, yeah. why can't I think of the word? We were I'll- homeschooled. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't have any of those. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? I'm, I'm with you on what this. Who are these people? <laughs> I was in class. There were other what people. <laughs> Where am I? am I surrounded by people? <laughs> my mom isn't here. <laughs> so all my classmates start coming in while I'm doing this little radio shift saying, you've got to do this. You're really good at this. And I'm mm. like, no, not yet. no, yeah. I don't want to do radio. I'm an introvert. Whatever. Go away. Basically, Mr. Fritz subtly, but not so subtly, keeps pushing me out of my comfort zone yeah. <laughs> in this program. I've got all these classes with him about media law and, and radio and stuff. Mm. Hey, there's this uh, scholarship for women in radio. And I've nominated you for it, by the way. I'm like this whole time, like, I'm going to get out of radio. I'm not I'm not <laughs> doing this. I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And every time I think that he's like, oh, and by the way, I also called down to the local radio station and told them that you would be applying for a job there. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So Mr. Fritz basically like strong armed you into your career. Basically. It's hilarious watching you tell the story into a radio microphone. It's just the funniest. It is the funniest thing. This quirky little guy. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. God used him in a way that he probably had no idea. And I wonder, you know, we we get to these places in our lives and our careers. He's at this tiny little community college in Beatrice, Nebraska. What was he thinking about his career or his life at that point? I think he was actually retiring. I think he retired a few years later. Wow. So like I'm in the last stretch of this guy's career. Don't underestimate the interactions you have with people and these these little relationships Mm -hmm. that you could set off a chain of events. You just have no idea. Yeah. hundred percent. And I remember I went to his retirement party and I I remember him saying to me, I got there kind of late and he shook my hand and he looked me in the eye and said, Kara, you're a very special person. Never let anybody tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay. Gosh. Like this guy, like I have not forgotten him. I still think about him. And so I saw this picture on Facebook and I was literally like, I'm so jealous. I want to come have lunch with Mr. Fritz. I haven't seen him in years. Like I'd love to tell him like, Hey, look where I am today. Like I've been at this radio station for 10 years. Here's the things I've gotten to do. And it all started with you. I don't know if he believes that God used him, but I sure do. I did not have this on my radar. I'm getting like serious Miss Frizzle vibes from the magic school. bus. Like that's what I immediately thought of as you were describing (laughs) him. Like, didn't they even call her like Miss Fritz sometimes or like it's like a nickname. Mrs. Fritz. 
like a little <gasps> quirky, a little out there, like he, never quite know like yes! where what he's thinking yeah. or where he's coming from. But also just the one thing you're sure of, this is a person that cares about me, yes. has yeah. my best interests at heart. It's true. And is going to do anything that they can to help me. It's so yeah. true. And that's a heroic person. It like, is. It's a beautiful and that's thing. such an involved person for like a school, like yeah. academic advisor. That's amazing. Well, that's, yeah, not, right. that's not a normal like, yeah, like, no. level like of How many people go yeah. to community college in the middle of nowhere midwest yeah. nobody wants to be there you see your right. advisor like you know? once at the start of the semester right. exactly to co-sign everything you've already right. done yourself can you sign this piece of paper right kind of thing. but he, no this is a person who pushed you yeah uh-huh. which obviously that can be uncomfortable at times but but i so it. often we yeah. need yeah. that especially like in that environment pushing people who need yeah. to be pushed right when maybe there aren't very many other people we're willing to invest the mm-hmm. time in doing that. There's this certain type of person. They're almost like a park guide, but just for mm. life in for general life. that yeah. I think God creates. And they're mm. the coolest type of person where like guiding mm. you into your career yeah. is such a cool thing to say that this person did and had that I much know. of an impact. That's awesome. It's so cool. And um, he was funny, but also I knew that he was sincere. He had this yeah. quirky outer shell. He smoked a pipe and wore a funny hat. <laughs> I you love know, this guy. Would say, you would love this guy. And yeah. he would always say these phrases like, you're treeing up the right bark. <laughs> like he would mix up these phrases all the time. That was just him. And Amazing. Yet, underneath it, he was just a super sincere, really cared about me guy. So Mr. Fritz is my hero for the week. Shout out to Fritz. This episode of the Really Real Podcast is brought to you by Kara's Conversation Editing Service. You've seen the difference it can make in your everyday life, helping correct those conversational faux pas as they happen. Now experience the difference in your love life. Communication in a relationship can be difficult. It's easy to say the wrong thing. Honey, is there a point to this story? Is there a point? Me, I'm the point. Kara's Conversation Editing Service can help with that. Honey, take as much time as you need. I just love being with you and listening to your thoughts. You're the best husband ever. When you realize you just said something you're going to regret. Wow, nice outfit. I didn't realize we were going to a costume party. Kara can fix that immediately. Wow, what a fun shirt. Is that new? Kara's conversation editing service, helping you be the best version of yourself. Kara's conversation editing service is not a substitute for professional counseling and should not be expected to actually erase stupid comments from spouse's memory. Side effects may include eye rolling, increased hostility, and confusion. Use with caution. Quote me on that. The part of the show where Anson, Kara, and Isaac have thoughts on other people's thoughts. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Last episode, we talked about a movie, Bridesmaids. And so <laughs> yes. we're switching gears this time, going to something a little higher brow, perhaps. <laughs> Talking about Albert Einstein. Well, going all the way up from to the, the posters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he was on Big Bang Theory or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Albert Einstein not only was a brilliant scientist, but had some other things to say as well. We pulled a quote, not on his scientific exploits, but yeah, because (laughs) otherwise I think we would probably all be a little lost. Mm -hmm. Instead, we want to talk about one of his quotes on happiness. Here's the quote. He said, if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or objects. And I think this is a really interesting quote for us to talk about today. Happiness just as a concept, I think is a really interesting thing. We all know what it is technically. Like a three-year-old knows what happiness, the word Mm. means. And yet at the same time, it also feels like a really slippery thing. Yeah. Like very elusive. Right. Like how do I hold on to it? It's always slipping away. I think we've even done an episode a few seasons back on the idea of happiness versus joy. Like that's a conversation that happens a lot in Christian subculture. Albert Einstein in true like quotable fashion, like a good quote kind of has to be punchy and sure. like make uh-huh. a quick point. And he's making this quick point about a really complex thing, right? Yeah. Happiness. Here's how you do it. If you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not huh. to people or objects. Yeah. So I'm interested kind of for first impressions on this positive, negative, or are you like, yeah, I generally agree or generally disagree. Like, where did you start out with this mm. quote? I think that this was the first one for me that I was like, a hundred percent agree. Wow. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think that it's easily digestible. I know that to be true from my own experience. Yeah. Nailed it. We can obviously dissect it and I anticipate that. Sure. Will. Sure. But normally mm. when I was taking the quotes in from the other episodes, I'm always like, well, it <laughs> had to like qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. for me, this was the first one that I was like, no, 100% on the surface level. Wow. Before we dive in and That's you guys cool. say smarter things than I think. <laughs> 
I 100 percent agree. With okay, so that tell us a little great. bit about that. Yeah, there's like a positive part of this quote and like a negative right. part. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to live a happy life, the positive thing, the do thing, the mm-hmm. active thing is tie it to a goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. the negative thing is like don't tie it to people or objects. Right. So on tie it to a goal. Right. You said kind of from your personal experience that checks out. Right. Mm-hmm. So what have you experienced that kind of tells you? Yeah, like tying my happiness to goal setting works for me. One of the things that keeps me happy is to have things that I look forward to Mm. and goals that I'm working towards. Mm. They can be small, silly things like I want to lift more weight in the gym this summer. Yeah. You see yourself making progress. Any forward momentum you can track yourself making, Mm. you feel like you're doing something and you're going like, oh, okay, like I'm a different person physically than I was six months ago. Yeah. And when you can track yourself and give yourself small kudos, just on anything. Mm. I want to be a better cook. I want to spend more time and train my dog. Goals give us little metrics to track our progress with. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's made me an incredibly happy person. I am a happy person overall. And it's because I have 50,000 little micro goals that I'm working towards all the time. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that in the past when I've chased objects, like when I've wanted more stuff, the satisfying click buy now and ship to my address, like that's neat. And the anticipation is cool. Once it gets here, you're like, okay, next thing. You're always chasing a next thing. And it's a little bit more hollow than something that fills you up like, oh, man, I've like reached a milestone with this goal that I've been working. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what about the you kind of touched on the object part of it, the happiness that potentially comes from tying your enjoyment of life to an object is fleeting. Right. Like, would you say the same thing about the people part of it? What's your impression of that part of the quote? One of the things that I'm learning is it's not fair to any one person or really group of people to sort of put the burden of my happiness and well-being on them entirely. Mm. You know, like, yeah, Brie is everything to me, but I can't expect her to be the thing that fills me up. If I go without Brie for a weekend, I can't be like bottoming out. Right. It's not healthy Mm. to have the expectation that someone or the right person is going to be the thing that actually makes your life complete and whole. I don't think that that's fair on anyone to expect that. You can put that on goals. And I think that you can have the right goal, which I'm going to get to is the uh, surprise. Surprise. My old pal Jesus. Like, <laughs> I, I think that. Didn't see that coming. Well, right. I think that we are in a really special position where our ultimate goal has been pretty clearly dictated to us. Mm. Right. Mm. So the main one has been set for us. Mm. And I think that if you're moving towards that, you're in a really good position to start from those are some really good insights so how about you Kara? what were your first impressions of this quote yeah my initial impression was similar to some of our other quotes which was basically well yes but also no that qualified yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you want to live a happy life tie it to a goal i think we could probably all agree that having a purpose or a goal larger than yourself gives your life meaning which increases your happiness Mm -hmm. so totally agree with that yeah And there's been some interesting studies done that like once a person's basic needs are met, their level of happiness does not really increase as their standard of living increases, Mm. which is interesting. And that definitely fits this idea of like not tying your happiness to objects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I I totally agree. I think there's so much wisdom in and you learn this, I think, the older (laughs) you get in life that other people cannot make you happy. Right. That's not Mm. anyone else's job. Right. From that perspective of tying your happiness to other people expecting other people to make you happy Mm -hmm. that's definitely not healthy yeah but also you can't really be happy without community because we're made to be with other people so in some sense i think it's tied to other people yeah but also it's not their job to make me happy so you see what i'm saying there's like this little like tug of war going on there right that's why i was kind of wanting to ask you about first impressions of the quote because like we can dissect it and get into it and start to like fold away these different layers and Uh and we're already starting to do that. But those first impressions are interesting because you don't get bogged down in all of the, well, Isaac just made some really good points that were opposite (laughs) of my first impressions. That doesn't mean that they were wrong. It just means like we initially approached this idea differently. Right. Right. Honestly, like my first impression of this quote was pretty negative. Really? I, I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't really You're a such fan. a goal person, though. <laughs> I know. You're betraying yeah. me, dude. What's it's, up? <laughs> it's interesting. I think the one thing probably we're all in agreement on with our first impressions is the objects part mm. of the quote. Sure. That one feels the most obvious to yeah. me. 
objects don't bring happiness. Yep. There's so much evidence for that. It's pretty overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Like I think if we're honest, we could all say that we've all been deceived by that at times. And yes. we oh, are sure. continually. Yeah. Right. I constantly am seeking happiness in objects. And the things. object industry has a vested interest <laughs> in keeping us wanting objects. Right. Yeah, right. And they true. do a good job of it. And I'm pretty susceptible to it. Right. But on a conceptual theoretical level, yeah. I know that that's not yeah. the thing. Right. But I just stepped back and thought about what are the things in life that bring me happiness? Mm. Mm. Like when I'm at my happiest, what is the source of that happiness? Mm -hmm. Mm. It's my wife. Mm. It's my kids. It's my relationships. Sure. And so like that was the first thing that popped into my head. It was like, no, it's people. And when I think about goals, I am a goal oriented person, which I hadn't really made this connection until you said that, Isaac. But I wonder if that actually is part of what plays into I was going to get some of my (laughs) some of my negativity towards this quote. Goals aren't ever good enough for me. Like, like, like I identify with what you're talking about, about setting a goal and working towards it and having something to shoot towards. Yeah. But I feel like oftentimes for me, goals have that temporal Mm, nature that we're talking about with objects. Right. I am working really hard to reach this goal and I'm anticipating like the happiness it's going to bring. And even when I hit the goal, I get that hit, but then it doesn't last as long as I think it's going to. And I kind of slide back into this like baseline and then I have to start chasing the next thing. You have to be moving the goalpost. Right. Exactly. This next thing that's going to make me happy. Right. Mm. And so it feels like this thing that I'm chasing after that's never ultimately fulfilling. Yeah, of course. Now, I think a lot of that depends on what the goals are. Right. But I was specifically, I think in my first impressions of the quote, thinking about my goals as things like vocational goals or like workout goals. This can easily be made a achievement Achievement. chasing. Right. Yes. That's what I was thinking. And I think I'm that kind of person that does chase achievements. And when I think about it in that context of achievement chasing, I feel like ultimately I'm left a little hollow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why maybe I had kind of a bad taste in my mouth on kind of my first contact with this quote. Because I'm going, yeah, like my experience of achievement chasing has left me unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. But being with my wife, being with my kids, being with the people that I love, yes. that has left me satisfied. Yeah, totally. So I think those are some really interesting multifaceted layers of yeah. these things that we can dive into a little bit more now. I specifically want to go back to people yeah. because I think you make a really interesting point, Isaac, and one, honestly, that I hadn't really thought about all that much, which is this idea of tying our happiness to other people, mm-hmm. holding them responsible mm-hmm. for our happiness. That's really insightful and really wise. I think Kara said, as we get older, maybe we start to like realize this more and more. <laughs> but when we're younger, maybe before we've gotten married or we've had mm-hmm. a lot of like really deep relationships or friendships, we tend to think about those hypothetical relationships as like the ultimate prizes in life. Right. 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 If I just get married and find my soulmate, (laughs) the person that understands me and gets me and loves me all the time, unconditionally without fail. Right. That's the most ultimately fulfilling thing that we could have in life. This ultimate relationship that's always perfect and happy. Right. And then like you get into that relationship and you realize, oh, that's not what real life relationships are actually like. They have flaws too. (laughs) And sometimes that can be like a really confronting thing Mm -hmm. when you realize, oh, like the perfect relationship doesn't actually exist and yes. it's not going to make me happy 100% and I, of the and I time. Think even Christian culture can sometimes oh, create yeah. a narrative where like you're going to find the person God made for you and like awesome. I think I have, but with that, there's still work to be done in mm. maintaining and sometimes hitting bumps. I mean, yes. that happens. Yes. Every marriage counselor will tell you, you can't, pour all of your hopes of your happiness into that one vessel. It can't fill you up. And we all, I mean, I don't know what we all know that we don't know that when we're younger and then we get married and we're like, Oh, okay. You cannot hold all of that expectation. That's not fair. Right. And other relationships play a key part in that. Like I need to have strong friendships with other people. Mm -hmm. I need to have mentoring relationships or mentee relationships. Like there's other categories of people that need to be involved beyond just my spouse. Right. I think that's a critical thing. And then I think part of it goes back to like the definition of happiness. When I was thinking about where do I find happiness, I find it in my relationships. I wasn't necessarily thinking about moment to moment 
Mm. happiness yeah like there are times where my wife and i don't really like each other yeah (laughs) like we get in an argument about something and we're having to work through that yeah but in a bigger picture view Mm. i look back on like my relationship with my wife and i go like man even the times that have been really difficult and hard Mm -hmm. are ultimately some of the most fulfilling moments of my life yeah and those are things that bring true happiness to me over time Mm -hmm. right even Mm -hmm. if in like a micro sense from a day-to-day sense it's not always right. sunshine and rainbows. Yes. Does that make sense? For like, sure. So we're thinking about like moment to moment happiness or even daily or weekly happiness or mm. like you know, just a more like overarching Holistic. fulfillment. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. well-being. Right. Yeah, well-being. Think, that's the word I was thinking of. Well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. healthy relationships yeah. are good for our well-being. Yes. Right. They generate happiness in that sense. In that way. Yeah, 100%. The thing that I was thinking of when we said tie it to a goal the singular here in the quote that can be kind of hard. Oh, I want a promotion at work. Okay. Mm -hmm. That can be a quick goal for you, but Mm -hmm. I want to go back to what I was talking about, how goals are kind of a way to track your progress and look at how far you've come and how, where you're going. Mm -hmm. I knew someone who was training for an Ironman triathlon. Okay. Like it's a huge sporting undertaking. You literally have to like change your work schedule to do this. And you like people like complete these things and they get like the little Ironman tattoo. Like it's a big deal to complete this. Right. When you set that goal of I'm going to do this, you change how you behave and you Mm. change what your life structure looks like. Mm. And I think that if I set my overall goal, not the Ironman thing, but (laughs) the overall goal of to be a good follower of Christ, Mm -hmm. Behaving daily with that goal in mind, that's impacted how I've made relationships with people. Sure. Yes. And and that's brought other people into my circle that's been good for me and edifying. And mm. they're also sharing that goal, usually, mm-hmm. of being a good follower of Christ. And that takes the pressure off of them to make me happy. Mm. Because I know, okay, my spouse, Bree, we're both co-servants of Christ who are in love, we love each other, but our main goals aren't Mm. to have like a great marriage Mm -hmm. or to make sure I'm always happy. I know that she's serving God next to me. Great. Like we can tackle things together and like, it's not your fault when I'm sad. Right. I don't ever have to go like, you know, Bree's really letting me down. Like she will, I will let her down. But never in the expectation of I'm happy, I'm unhappy today. Yeah. Boy, you, you really whiffed on this one. Today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. Am I making sense? Yeah, like, no, yes. that's, that's really good. It's not necessarily, oh, I don't have a promotion. <laughs> right. No, that's yeah. good. There's a difference in thinking about goals in the context of this quote as a to-do list right. that you want yes. to check off yes. as opposed to the word that Kara used earlier, which is purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two very different concepts, yes. Yes. but yes. goal could be used to describe I'm for both sure of them. interchanging them. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. So like when I think about checking things off of a list, right. that's where I was getting hung up. And that's where my mind went first is like, yes. OK, I want to make this much money. I want to be this fit. I, I want to eat healthy. I Worthy want to pursuits. They're right, all, like, all tied to achievement, though, is what it feels right. like. Exactly. Yes. Like I want to achieve these things in yeah. my life. Right. right? And then mm-hmm. I can check them off and that will make me happy. Yes. And to me, that feels as vapid as yeah. buying objects. Yeah. Right? Like the hit of happiness that I'm going to get from those achievements is mm-hmm. temporary. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. They're not bad things in and of themselves. No. But it's not larger purpose. Right. And that's yeah. what stands out to me as you're talking about. It, mm-hmm. Isaac yes, is totally. like, what is your vision yeah. for your life? Like, yeah. what is your goal singular right. for your life? Why are you here? What's Why did point? God put you on this planet? <laughs> yeah. What is your overarching purpose? Make your life center around mm-hmm. service to that purpose that God has given you. Right. Yeah. And that's going to be ultimately fulfilling. I can jump on board with that. Totally. And I think you could make an argument that that goal is not going to bring you happiness unless it's tied in some way to loving God and loving others. Right. So then there's the people aspect in there, but you aren't using people to make you happy. Your purpose, your goal is to love and serve them. Right. Which is what produces happiness. I'm in a situation where I'm aware of someone who doesn't have a goal, a purpose that they could probably point to. They're more or less just like, "Hmm, um, my goal macro is to kind of just get through the week. But it's that every week, right? And it's hard to watch that because you're like, start somewhere. Get something you can be working towards because... If you kind of lose your purpose, it Mm. has a knock on effect on relationships. Mm. You start developing an unhealthy dependence on things. So I'm going like, yeah, goals. Goals are good. 
as Christians, there's a unity of purpose, right? Mm-hmm. That we all should share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about goals, that's got to be near it's the top of the, the list. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. It's like, why did God make me? Why did he put me on this planet? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. To love and worship him and to love and serve others. Yeah. Right? That's why I'm here. Yeah. And if we orient our lives primarily around that pursuit, that's where ultimately like happiness is going to come from. Right. That's not to say that sub goals like that Isaac's talking about aren't valuable or don't have a place. Mm -hmm. Happiness, I think, involves a lot of different things. Right. And so like our relationships and our pursuits and even to some extent, I think our objects, the things that we have, Mm -hmm. things that we value, all of those, I think, have a role to play. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think they all have to be subservient to what is God's purpose for my life? Yes. And if that's not at the center of what we're about, Mm. all of those other things are going to let us down at some point or another. I keep coming back to like, how lucky am I that my purpose is pretty clearly stated? It's Mm. a hard purpose. It Mm. sucks sometimes, but true that like I've got the clarity that people are killing to get right now. You know, they pay any Mm. price to get that sort of clarity on like, why am I here? I feel so blessed to have that. Another thing that separates this kind of purpose from any sort of achievement is where are we starting from and Mm -hmm. what's the motivation behind it? So like a lot of times I feel like achievement, our motivation behind it is to have like, I I must achieve this where I do not have value as Mm -hmm. a person or I must do this in order to be loved. And that's exhausting. And then if you don't get there, that's really depressing. You've not demonstrated your worth. Right. The cool thing about approaching this from a Jesus angle is that we're starting from a place of already being valued and loved. Jesus already achieved the highest possible achievement on our behalf. Mm. And so we're not having to do that to hustle to prove our worth at this point or to prove how much we love God, which I think we sometimes feel like we are like in Christian culture. And that's where we get mixed up. But our purpose and being able to love and serve God, like it's it's like it's gravy. It's not like we're having to earn our place. Right. It's just you get to do this and get to be an extension of the love you've already received. If you set your happiness with people, objects or goals, the humanistic thing is always going to come short when you ask what now? Mm. Like how many people sat in a couple's counseling where the question of what now is unanswerable or you buy the Tesla that you've been wanting you get in it and you still have a flat tire. Right. What now? <laughs> You've won the gold medal mm. at 15 for gymnastics. Oh, yeah. What now? Believers, I don't have to worry about the what now. That's been settled. Yeah. It's not a matter of achievement. It's right. a matter of purpose. And purpose doesn't end. Yeah. Like achievements, relationships, objects all have beginnings and ends. Yeah. They're all going to come to an end at some point. Right. And then you have to still keep trying to figure out how to climb to the next thing. Right. Huh. All of those things fail or stop or come to a conclusion, but the climb doesn't. And yeah. so when those disappear, where do we go next? Right. Like, mm. and I think that's when we feel lost and that's when we feel directionless as like this thing I was chasing has either turned out to be unachievable or achievable and now I need to find the next mile marker Mm. and I don't know where it is. That's the difference with purpose, right? It's like purpose is not a destination. It's not a Mm. thing that I arrive at and then I look for the next thing to arrive at. No, It's just an ongoing journey of growth that we do for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Not for the sake of getting somewhere. Yeah. That might be the one thing that like ties all of these different categories together Mm. is when we're talking about getting a thing that happens and then we have to move on to the next one. Ultimate happiness isn't going to come from that. Mm. It's always going to fail us at some point or another. But if we're talking about something that's like an, an overriding purpose that I can always point to and never arrive at, Mm. ironically, that might be the thing that brings us happiness. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Even though our gut would be to say like, well, no, that can't bring me happy if I never actually get there. Yeah. I think that maybe is the thing that could bring us the most happiness. Mm. That's so interesting. One more thought that occurs to me real quick is at the risk of oversimplifying purpose, because I remember being a college student or being just out of college and being like, I have no idea what I'm Mm. supposed to do with my life, Mm. even though I know I have this overarching bigger purpose in my life. What the heck does that look like? Like. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important caveat. Each person's subtasks <laughs> underneath that purpose are going to yeah. look different and yeah. feel different. And so if you find yourself in a place where you're feeling a little bit like, I still feel a little lost or mm-hmm. a little not sure which direction I'm supposed to go specifically, like that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And even in that, I would say you still have purpose. Right. God is still pushing you towards your purpose, just like my funny little professor, Mr. Fritz. Like <laughs> exactly. when I had no idea what was going on and yeah. I wasn't all about it. He was like, no, no, just do this next thing. I right. got you. I, right. I know where you're going. 
Now it is time for fill in the blank. Instead of drawing a blank at the end of our podcast, we're going to fill one in. One revelation I had as a result of our discussion today that I had not thought about in my initial impressions or initial reading of this quote is what? I think I could be more mindful of the people part of this. You can get really focused on big picture that sometimes you do neglect like the smaller aspects of it. Mm. I get in my own head about that and I'll kind of forget to maintain relationships. I think that I need that more than I realize. Mm. The people part of this is still very important. Both of you guys helped me realize that too. For me, it was the flip side of that, that you talked about, Isaac, that we have to be careful of making sure that we're not making other people responsible for our happiness. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference from deriving happiness Mm -hmm. from our relationships with others Mm -hmm. and demanding happiness from our relationships with others. Big difference. Like being with you guys as my friends makes me happy. Mm -hmm. But as soon as that flips to you guys have a responsibility to make me happy as my friends, Mm -hmm. that gets way messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a danger in Mm -hmm. our relationships and one that I think we should be cognizant of. Mm. For me, I think it's differentiating this idea between goals and purpose, because I like to check things off my list. (laughs) And let's be honest, in life, there's a never ending amount of things to check off your list. And so it can be easy to feel like you're failing all the time. Or just what's the point? But realizing that no purpose is the bigger picture here. If I'm doing these things underneath this big umbrella of purpose, mm-hmm. never arriving is actually a good thing because right. it mm-hmm. means I have continual purpose. But yeah. like, that's a new concept. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Because I'm always feeling like I'm falling short. You're like, well, yeah, that's kind of the idea. That's kind like, of the idea. Yeah. That's the point. Like, your purpose is never going to run out because you're always working towards this thing continually. And there's, I don't know, there's some hope in that. Mm. All right, we're off to underwater basket weaving class. Yes. (laughs) Things are getting serious. Can I borrow your snorkel? (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Really Real Podcast. If you love the show, let us know by leaving us a review. If you don't, write all the things you dislike on a small piece of paper, fold that paper into an origami swan, and then release it onto a local pond to set your mind free from such burdensome thoughts. Listen to Real FM Radio and more Real FM podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, Get your gosh darn life together. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) 